She's coming into the room. Ah, so special put, guest. Put your clothes back on. I, no, it's got, I'm trying to record the podcast. Put your clothes back on. Yeah, no, I'll see you later. It'll see that back. <laughs> That's the intro. Lovely. That'll get me fucking killed. I'm going to be lynched. Straight talk. Mental health. Straight talk. Mental health. Straight talk. Mental health. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. Now, this is Straight Talking Mental Health. It's your weekly podcast where we just talk straight, sometimes talk nonsense about mental health, and loads, loads more. My name is Peter Dunn, and this is... Alan Clark. TV's Alan Clark. <laughs> Same he did today, yeah. <laughs> Meant the news without, um, without a wanted poster or a reward and beside it wasn't, me. And <laughs> it wasn't Crimeline or Crimewatch, yeah. No, I know. It's always it a good thing. change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. It's nice not having to uh, keep a low profile from you mm. a few months after being on the telly, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen this man being one of those dodgy looking sketches that just all look alike you'll have to just refer to yourself as TV's Alan Clark Hi, TV's Alan Clark like you TV's may, Captain Ryan you may remember me from such TV programs as you know Virgin Media News yeah. <laughs> TV3 News as I just kept calling it man. TV3 yeah <laughs> right, you may, TV3 to me you may explain to everybody why you ended up on the news yeah so I was due to get uh, I was due to get the vaccine on Monday the, the Oxford mm. AZ vaccine and then I got a phone call on Sunday morning to say it was cancelled phone call on Sunday morning which I was expecting as like I knew was going to happen um, so vaccine was cancelled and then I was asked to go on the news just to discuss what it was like how I felt about it being cancelled and it was a very short clip from from very short cut from what I from what was recorded but um, yeah I just said that I was I was disappointed obviously but um, I was alright with the fact as long as the government were making it based on you know the scientific data mm. and not just a knee jerk reaction and I think it was just a knee-jerk reaction. Um, but everyone else is doing it, obviously, in, in the EU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. And I mean, the numbers are very small. Uh, mm. The numbers that... Uh, they're talking about blood clotting. Um, there was a couple of cases in Norway, I think, like that. Uh, a couple of other cases. But in terms of the numbers, in terms of vaccines administered versus, you know, people that had the, had the issue, it's, it's extremely low. So... Mm. I would have took it. I would have been alright to take it. I'd no, I'd no qualms about uh, about getting it. So mm. that's why I was. That's why I was on the news for a different reason this time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I suppose you could make the same argument. You know, if if eleven was it or was it seventeen million people have got uh, AstraZeneca and mm. something like eleven people have had blood clots. Like how many of those seventeen million have dropped dead? How many of those have been hit by a car? God yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, can yeah, you make yeah. the same argument? You know, but I look, it's no harm to be sure. Obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but I mean, it's the same. Anything, any, any medication you take has possible side effects. It, Even Calpol has side effects. Uh, everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Any, any of the women listening will know. You know, uh, certain uh, contraceptive pills will have side effects, and you know, oh, geez, we'll try changing your pill and mm-hmm. see how that goes. Oh, that's grand. Oh, okay, right. You know, it's just. You, you can't account for everyone mm. you know the same way as you were saying before well what you know what if we trigger people or stuff like that but things we're talking about mm. ultimately the reality of it is is we're not responsible for other people's mental health you know every, everyone is responsible for themselves and we all need to look after ourselves and you know you can't 
the likelihood of coming up with something that's a hundred percent fact uh, effective for a hundred percent of the people is impossible mm-hmm. in all likelihood. So yeah, there's risk in everything. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's it. pushed back. It's giving me some hope that I'd get over to see my daughter over in England. Um, that's obviously been quashed. So, mm. but that's, they that's have them. They've kind of uh, they've reapproved it now at this stage. So they've come out to say, no, it's yeah, okay. I think, so, I think they're rolling it back out next week or uh, very soon anyway. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully. Mm. Um, do you know what kind of tickled me as well? The way you say vaccine. <laughs> no, the way you say va- a vaccine. Vaccine. Right? Vaccine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the emphasis on scene as opposed to vaccine. All right, vaccine. Yeah, vaccine. vaccine. As a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, we did her day. She said, Do you say vase or do you say vase? And my brain went into the fucking this freeze of going, Which one do you say? Vase? No, that sounds alright. No, vase. No, vase sounds alright. <laughs> I went into this thing. Um, I had to go back into a voice note, that I, uh, this hilarious voice note that I sent my daughter. Uh, time back. I won't get into what it was about, but I said, Oh, hang on. I know where I've said it. And I went back into this voice note and I said, Vase and vase. So I was like, well, there, the, that's, why, the that's why my brain now. was going, which one is it? It's both. <laughs> <laughs> I'll switch it in conversation. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, oh, how do you say it? Vaccine? Vaccine. Vaccine. Vaccine as opposed to vaccine. You have emphasis on the first. So yeah, yeah, you have so. emphasis on the second, yeah. On the second, yeah, yeah, vaccine. Gas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, was there a Busta Rhymes song or something that mentioned Maxine? Maxine. Maxine, baby girl. What was that? That sounds familiar. Man's end. May Google that. Yeah. That, mm. Like your man in any other reality had no chance of getting her. Maxime. Mm. Um, just like you. Remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As opposed to Maxine or Mac- Maxine. Maxine. <laughs> However yeah. you would say it. <laughs> Maxine, yeah. Maxine. I don't know. It's not a common name, anyways. It's not, a, you know. No, no. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah well, anyways, any crack with you? What's the story? Ah, uh, that was that's about that's about as much as me. My story. I'm currently recording in Ashling. I'm fucking sweating. She loves the heat. Is that a women thing? Are women always cold or something? That they always have to have the heat in it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Oh man, I'm fucking sweating there. Although I think it's all part of a cunning ruse, like just to get me to strip. So. She just cranks the fucking heat now, and I'm here just in a t-shirt, and like, oh, fucking cogging. Sorry, sorry, you think it's a rouge as opposed to get your fucking clothes off, grand, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just a bit, a bit more subtle, like. She's yeah, like that's an expensive oh, yeah, way. It's a lot of oil been wasted, you know. I know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, think of the environment, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking polar bears are dying just, just for you to try and get me clothes off. <laughs> she fucking kill me when she hears this, mate. <laughs> so you're, you're technically in another country. Yeah, you're, you're gone yeah. international. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's coming into the room. Ah, Gee, special put your, guest. Put your clothes back on. I, no, it's, I'm trying to record the podcast. Put your clothes back on. Yeah, no, I'll see you later. It'll see that back. <laughs> That's the intro. Lovely. That'll get me fucking killed. I'm going to be lynched. <laughs> For the record, Ashing did not come in dead, I think. So. I, I, I actually don't know what you said there because you froze. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> To clarify, um, she didn't just come in and strip off. How long does it take you to get up there? What's the drive like? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half hours? Yeah, yeah. Do you mind the drive? No, I'd normally throw on a podcast. Normally what I do is I listen back to our podcast and uh, record some notes for the episode description. Mm-hmm. So it affords me the, the, the chance to do that. Um, and even at that, it's like, oh, shit, you have to fucking listen to this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> 
his fucking thoughts and listen back to myself. <laughs> Especially when you listen back to a conversation you know you've had and it's like... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's draining. Skip. Yeah. 15 seconds, skip, skip, skip. <laughs> um... I like driving long distance you. though. You know that. I don't mind driving. I love driving. Yeah. I drive, drive anywhere. Something drive therapeutic anywhere. about it, like mm. music on, podcast yeah, on. Yeah, music on. Yeah, like podcasts. I'll yeah. catch up with somebody. Give them a buzz on the Bluetooth or whatever. That's, yeah, well, I then. do that. It's the only yeah. time I'll make a phone call is when I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate talking on the phone. Mm. But that's that's the one time I was like, right, I need to make that phone call or I'll check in with someone I haven't spoken to in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's nice. There's yeah. something lovely about it. Yeah. Uh, though I haven't driven long distance in a year so yeah. on a regular basis anyway so yeah yeah. for anyone wondering as I said there is a, 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 a support bubble been formed and not taking any chances and both of us meet criteria so we're alright on that front terms and conditions apply terms and conditions yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this week on Straight Talking Mental Health we are talking social anxiety it's a little bit different from anxiety apparently I really don't have a clue about it but Alan's going to fill us in a little bit later on but as you know on the podcast what we aim to do is help everybody as much as we can so there is a way you can help you know you can pop onto your social media and you can share the podcast you can follow us on twitter on facebook on instagram and all those as well or if you want to get in touch if you've got a story to tell we'd love to hear from you hello at stmhpodcast.com you can get in touch um so uneventful week yeah for me yeah mm. yeah what well, you do what you do paddy's there worked okay <laughs> yeah yeah the, uh, just another work day was it just another work day yeah. after all our talk about getting drunk and uh, the Irish state of mind last week, yeah. you know, well. you let us down by working. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Just, to, just to show where you can, you can do it. No, I think ah, right. I mean, that's it's, it's the unfortunate thing, and anyone that's that's anyone that's self-employed um, knows this. Like a bank holiday is just a pain in the arse because that's that fucks up your whole week. Then, mm. um, so usually now, sometimes I t- depending on the circumstances, sometimes I would take a bank holiday offer. If it was a bank holiday Monday, I might. Um, I might get people in early. So normally, traditionally, people that might be in the evening, you know, um, I might get them in morning to afternoon. So I'd finish, I'd kind of finish mid-afternoon um, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, maybe going in the afternoon and finishing finishing late at night. So because if I don't, then it pushes everyone into another day and then into another day and it fucks up the schedule for... That was like a full-time job in itself, to be honest. Yeah, it's a, it's a pain in the arse. Mm. Like, yeah. So anytime you bank, you the bank holiday, it's like, oh, it's a fucking pain. Like... <laughs> Trying to fit everybody into four days. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's a pain there. So about yourself? Did you go on the? Did you go on the lash in your? Oh, head? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the most uneventful Paddy's day. Um, I I installed the shower. That was it. Did you get it in? Did you get your T eighty? Yeah, yeah. Got did they replace it? No, they didn't. No. Fuck off. No. I got, in touch with, I got in touch with that crowd in Minute. I said, look, Minute. long shot. And no, they didn't get back to me. But look, it was only a long shot. So uh, for anybody who's uh, who's listening or wasn't listening last week, I bought a shower. Turns out it was the wrong shower. And uh, I asked the company, could I send it back and get a different shower? And they said, no, because I broke the little sellotape on it. And just today, I became the voiceover for that fucking company. <laughs> what a pain in the, the testicles. fucking irony. And I wouldn't mind, Jesus right? But uh, like one of my jobs is a voiceover art, so a voiceover uh, as for radio and video as well sometimes. And uh, I, I, I did a favour for a friend of mine. 
So favour for our favour. He said, look, Peter, can you give this a bash for me? Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll turn it around really quick. I'll voice this. And it was the company name. And I went, you bastards. <laughs> and, you know, and the line for all your plumbing supplies, you oh, fucking bastards. Fuck. You absolute bastards. So there fuck. you go. So I, I, I'm doing that ad like this. <laughs> for all your plumbing supplies. For all your plumbing yeah. supplies. Yeah, you're of fucks. <laughs> 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 yeah, the irony, like Jesus Christ! Yeah. You, that that must be my punishment for putting it out in the podcast last oh, week. Jesus, you know, yeah. the universe has a way of kicking you in the hole. <laughs> Think again, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, do you know? Do you know what sort of? Do you know? I was uh, listening back to, to last week's episode. Uh, one of the things we didn't touch on, and which you personified perfectly, the inability to take a compliment. Hmm. Emer, Emer uh, complimented you on your Spanish. And you were like, oh, geez, no, 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 Emer, no, 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 just no, no, I'm not, no, 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 not at all, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, we for- totally forgot about the inability <laughs> to take a compliment. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something I'll always work on, though, you know what I mean? And funny enough, yeah. I uh, I remember saying it to you before that somebody came in to me in work and said, uh, oh, just I heard that thing you did in the radio, you know, fair play to you, it was great. Mm. And I, I, instead of going, ah, I went, actually, you know, it was great. It came across really well. And they looked at me and went, yeah, oh, yeah. you're fucking full yourself and walked off. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there it is, yeah. <laughs> you fucking cannot win. You know, you, you cannot, you know. Like, if something's good, it's good. You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. if it's not, it's me? not. Yeah. Remember I spoke to you about this ad before. It was... Uh, was it Aldi or, 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 oh, or something? Yeah, has the yeah, 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 I have yeah, it yeah. here uh, for anyone, you know. Give it a blast. A traditionally thing of Irish is uh, very unable to take a compliment. So mm-hmm. Listen to this, see if you can hear it. I love your dress. Black looks great, Janie. This. Are you actually serious? I actually hate this dress. I don't know why I wear it. I got it like in a bargain basement. You know, one of those baskets. Obviously, someone left it there because it looks so bad. I should probably give it to a charity shop, but I'm not going to give it to a charity shop because I don't want someone to end up walking down the street and I'd be like, oh my God, that is all my fault that you look like a state in that dress. Like I used to look like a state in that dress. But your dress looks amazing. This. It's as Irish as the inability to take a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> that, I remember when I first seen that ad for Aldi. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that uh, fucking yeah. round of applause to that. To that on, how, how many like, times have we mentioned Aldi in all? F- I know, and I've never, I've never got a voucher off them. Have no, I never did. No, I get abuse no. off them. They take too well, long to pack me bags. Sorry, that's that's a shout out to the to the ad company behind behind that. Mm. Uh, yeah, and do you know perfectly why, personified last week. Do you know why it works? Because they put a lot of money into advertising and they do it properly. Mm, mm. Mm, advertising works. Yeah, it pays my wages. Please advertise. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't get them to advertise uh, shower companies. Exactly. Or <laughs> exactly. None of those. Anybody that has made my list over the last thirty six years, you know, you've made my list. You've made my list. There's Yahoo. This crowd. Who else is on it? Uh, Fastway. Fastway. We're on the last week. Fastway. Yeah. 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 Uh, funny enough, when I got my my second shower door, because mm. for anybody who didn't hear last week, they smashed my first one. And <laughs> um, when I got the second one, your man actually delivered it. And went, huh, this one isn't broke. <laughs> oh, thank you for delivering something that's not broke. Fair play yeah, to you. Good job no. doing your job. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> sorry, if you see the postman down there, tell him thank you for putting mail to my mailbox. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Did you get your letterbox? No, I didn't. I, yeah. I wouldn't mind. It's a pain in the hole. Here's another rival from last week. Um, <laughs> Fast, we also broke my letterbox. Broke his shower door and his letterbox yeah. in the same week. 
and it's no in the same day and then oh, then Jesus. breached 400,000 people's GDPRs oh fuck yeah do you remember yeah. that so there was, that was last week or the week before was it no that was last Thursday yeah yeah, you text me and you went here to add to your rile. I went, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I seen it pop up on the journal.ie. A notification yeah. popped up on the app and it said Fastway apologizes. And I was looking at it. My first thought was, why are they apologizing to me through mm. the journal? You know, can they not I just apologize to me in email? <laughs> I, got a, I got a phone call at Bank of Ireland the other day to say my card was uh, on some website that had been compromised or something like that. Mm. They were going to send me out a replacement credit card or something. Was it really them, was it? Yeah, it was the Irish number just saying, oh, just let you know that we'll be sending you out. You'll have a new, we'll send you out a PIN number and all that sort of stuff you'll receive in the next few days. They didn't ask for details or anything like that. Just said, oh, just to let you know. What did you do after that? Continue driving. (laughs) What do you mean? Dude, (laughs) dude. Fucking shopping spree is what you do oh, after yeah. that. And they go, no, no, they no cancel, it they must cancel have me been compromised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're all sent to the address we have listed here as your contact. <laughs> that's, weird. that's weird. Never heard Fucking of it. Fucking weird. They must have been waiting outside to, pick, to meet the postman or something. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. And I can't get a letterbox because it's a slimline one that you can buy bloody nowhere. So, oh, yeah, well, pain in the <laughs> hole. But, um... Yeah, no, quiet enough this week. Uh, mm. Didn't do much on Paddy's Day. Not much to be done. No. So, um, just played about with the kids for the day. Uh, had a little party for them. Uh, we said we'd uh, we'd Irish it up a little bit by getting Alexa to play some Irish music. So, uh, <laughs> I said, uh, uh, Alexa, play the Irish Rovers by the Dubliners. So, she played the version with, with Shane McGowan, you know. And my uh, <laughs> my two year old started swinging from side to side, going, and I left on the Irish Rover. <laughs> A Florida, how do you know that song? Yeah. You know, and Doris, well, you're after calling it out to Alexa. No, 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 he's after picking it up quick. Cormac, where did you learn that song? And he goes, We do it in Crash. I went, What? He sing the Irish Rover in Crash. <laughs> Sweet, divine. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I thought I, I, I I we sent him to Little Rascals Not Little Rascals You know <laughs> <laughs> I had fucking James turned around there one day And I was like Next thing he goes I don't know what I came out with but Next thing he turns around and goes Ooh ah up the ra Oh you're the telling me that Did you hear that The artist granny slagging him or something like that oh, Ooh ah up the ra I was like yeah, yeah. If he's going around the Irish Rover And then at the end he goes Up the ra <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might need to be worried. <laughs> I think I think I'll get worried now if you start singing. Come out, you black and tans, <laughs> fight me like a man. Just don't disturb yeah. my nap, or I'll be cranky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That's all we did, really. So it's fairly not, not pretty an exciting. Paddy's day, not at all. Uh, right, I smiles and riles. Not a very exciting Paddy's day. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. The weather was too nice. I was like. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weather's nice. Everyone's off. They'll be fucking drinking, congregating. Numbers will be back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope everyone had a nice and quiet Paddy's there. Chill out. We'll make up for it down the line. Don't worry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is our second Paddy's there. This is this. We're True. a year into a full, yeah, yeah. full, full year in now. Um, 
Smiles well, and Royals. Yeah, yeah, go I for I it. Went, I went first last week. Well, okay. you give I, I gave you a Royal yeah. already. Uh, I ended up as a voiceover artist for a company <laughs> who I detest. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even get paid for it because it was a favour for a colleague. Ah. Uh, you wouldn't mind to say, I'll fucking take your money now, dickheads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't even. It's like, you're getting the fucking service for free, yeah, dickheads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over a barrel twice. Thank you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'll give you a smile. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm getting old. I ended up playing Zoom Bingo the other night. Zoom Bingo? Zoom Bingo, yeah. That's um, a smile. That's a smile, yeah. Because I was drunk, oh, yeah. so it was great crack. Uh, <laughs> no, a few of us got together. We played Zoom Bingo on uh, the Tuesday, Paddy's Eve. And uh, it was good crack. Catching up with friends, laughing a joke. And uh, yeah, it was nice. And good crack. Have you ever played Drunk Countdown, by the way? Yeah. No. I love I love watching eight out of ten cats do countdown. Mm. And we Jimmy used to Gar- watch it over. Laughs on the in breath, doesn't he? Yeah. You uh, put it's uh, did you ever watch it or I've watched it a couple of times. Yeah. I've seen Jimmy Carr live. No, no, the eight out of ten cast to count out. Mm. Like what a mm. combination. But uh yeah. it's um it's gas we used to watch it on Friday night and have a few drinks and <laughs> of course you'd battle against each other when the, the letters and the numbers come out you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's like uh, you know normally in Countdown it's like uh, what do you have I have a 7 and what do you have I have an 8 oh we'll go with your 8 first but when you're drunk it's like what do you have I have a 3 <laughs> you have a 3 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the numbers game you have to pause just before it goes Di-di-di-di. pause get out the calculator <laughs> so no, we're not letting this pass without <laughs> but uh, yeah drunk Countdown is go crack <laughs> I recommend is it that, to anybody. How do you play that? Is it done on the app or do you no? You just online? just watch Countdown drunk. Oh, you play along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Simple as or drunk catchphrase. 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 Say it what you see. Yeah. You see it. Say it. Who's yeah. your man that used to do it? Roy Walker. Roy Walker. Roy Walker. That's a great answer. That's probably one of the best answers in the world. Fantastic answer. Yeah. But you're wrong. But it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not right. I love them. Answer. Fantastic. I them in that but you're wrong. of uh, Phoenix Knights. Do you remember that? Team oh, yeah, Roy yeah. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> and they got paint on his jacket and they, they tried to clean it. It was like Carlton TV. They're like, he's wearing the suit. He's wearing the suit <laughs> from the TV. <laughs> and they got him pissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. That's our smile, smile, countdown and bingo and... There you go. Countdown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drunk countdown. No, I didn't play drunk countdown. I will, I will. I'll play it again soon, but uh, mm. uh, no, Zoom bingo. Just catching up with mates. It was great. So that was it while, uh, while keeping our distance, obviously. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, smiles and royals, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's my smile? Oh, give, give me, give me royals. Uh, fucking B&Q. I had, a, I had an order debacle uh, during the week. Ordered a lawnmower. Um, couldn't get it here. Take advantage of having a girlfriend up the north. Get it delivered to Ashling. Happy days. Mm, Sterling. Uh, yeah, collected <laughs> it. Brought it home. Opened it up. Get this set up here now. Hang on a fucking minute. Wrong one. I was like, oh, you dirty bastard. The wrong. They sent again, sent the wrong model. And I was like, fuck is anyway. It so wasn't like, doing, right. no. Um, no, 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 because the one I got cuts up to the edge. This one doesn't. I was like, there's no point getting one that doesn't cut up to the edge. That just makes me oh, work for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, So I was like, right, ring them. I was like, right, all right, they're open from 8 o'clock. So what was it? Tuesday morning or... No, was it... Yes, it could have been Paddy, Paddy's morning, I think. 
ring them up on the phone, right? I'll scoff down my breakfast, I'll ring them here for the office. Oh yeah, no, no, we can't, we can't talk to you about that. So why not? Um, we need the, the the account holder's name. I said I am the account holder. I said, but it was shipped to, oh, okay, shipped yeah. to this person, and it was shipped to this. No, we'd have to have to talk to them. I was like, but I'm telling you, like I have all the details here. Like it's, I ordered just to that address. No, can't do that for you. So I was like, right. So what do I need to do? Oh, you need to get you need to get the other individual to ring. They can set a password on the account, and they give the password to you, and then you ring up. Give the password and then we can arrange it. For the love of Jesus. And I was like, oh, you're fucking. This is the start. This is the start of the day. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. That's mm. like, I'm like, really sorry. You'll have to ring them. She's like, oh, no, no, that's no problem. Like, send me all the details. She rings them up. I get a message. You're not going to believe it. I'm like, oh, no, what? No, no, you have to ring them up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you want to tell me? She's like, I know, I told her. She said, you want the first one? Shouldn't have told you that to start with. So I'm like, where the fuck am I? Right, there's my lunch break on. So home, on my lunch break, on hold. Uh, told her what happened. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Uh, oh, let me see. Oh, yeah, I'll have to get onto the store now that shipped that to you. Let me, uh, I'll just put you on hold there now for two minutes up on a, and uh, I'll just speak to them here. I'm on hold for a few minutes. The other caller has ended this conversation. Please hang up and call back again. Oh. Should you need to. I was like, you dickheads, ring up again. Get through to your man. I said, yeah, look, I was just talking to one of your colleagues. I don't care who was talking to, look, she said, you need to ring up the store. He goes, oh, yeah, like she said, I'll tell you. I said, if that happens again, I'll ring you back and I get the store to ring you straight away. I'm going to I'm gonna ring here now. I said, what I do, he says, I'll put you through to them. I said, good man, thanks very much. Appreciate that. On hold. The caller on the other end has ended this call. Please oh, hang. Oh, same again. It's like, fuck. So I ring up the shop that it was sent from. Ring up Belfast, ring, I think it's Belfast or Newry or something like that. Ring them up. Uh, speak to you honestly. Like, don't put me on hold. Don't put me on hold. She's like, oh no, that's just the delivery department. I'll have to put you, I'll just put you straight through. Grant puts me through. Ringing, 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 ringing. Oh. The other caller has ended this. Oh, sweet. Oh man, I swear to God. This is my lunch break. And I'm yeah. fucking trying to make me dinner with one hand with the phone and the other. I'm losing me fucking rag. I, at I that rate, at that rate, I think it just buy another lawnmower and sell the other one. Oh, I put I put Jeez. up a t- I hit 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 B and Q. Put up a tweet. Hey B and Q, your customer service is an absolute disgrace. Um, got through to someone. I and as soon as you want to answer the phone, don't put me on hold. Don't transfer me. I'm telling you now, don't transfer me. Mm. This is the this is the issue. Here's the order number. Da, 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 da. Oh, I'll have I'll have someone ring you back straight away. Um, yeah, I have I have all the details right now. I'll get someone. No, no, we're no worries. Like right, heading down to the office. Get down to the office. Ashling's ring me. Being cure after ringing me. I'm right. Just fucking Christ. <laughs> Fair play to her. An absolute fucking credit. She says I have it sorted for Thursday. I'll, I'll arrange that. No problem. Mm-hmm. I say right. Thanks very much. So that the correct one was was delivered today. Um, that, that, that was me that was me royal I was like yeah. Jesus fuck yeah there's Christ. nothing worse than bad if you sent the right one in this, at, at, just to begin with like mm. and just to be put on hold cut off hold yeah. cut off there's nothing worse than that I mean oh, Jesus Christ. the worst company I've ever dealt with were uh, Air for broadband oh I think everyone horrific. in the country will agree with that yeah. oh sweet divine they are notoriously bad like I remember buying the product off them buying broadband and uh, I was with Vodafone buying uh, Air Broadband and they said yeah that'll be up and running we'll have somebody out to you Saturday so KA mm. Network showed up and like ripped a hole in the wall and said uh, uh, yeah I'll have to get a different engineer to come back another day I said you're kidding me no 
So well, what about we Vodafone broadband? Oh, we 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 disconnected that. Cut off, that. we transferred yeah. that. So I've no broadband. Fuck. No. Eight weeks without fucking broadband. What? I, ended up, I ended up going back to Vodafone. It was that bad because it turns out that the next engineer said to me, "Oh no, it's your broadband isn't set up for for air in this part of town." You're kidding me? No. Fuck off. And that, that was sold to me. I bought that off a, a sales rep who came to the door, who telling me, "Yeah, it's all set up, ready to go," and it was never actually connected. I said, you're fucking kidding me. Your man said, look, in fairness, he just went near for me, but, you know, we're, we're having trouble with a lot of people coming back saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, signing up customers without the actual product. And I went, mm. fucking ape. You know, I've done it many times. I, I, I was on first name basis with the supervisor there. Of course, it's, there, there's never any emails. You know, can I have your direct number? Don't have direct number. Can you send me an yeah, email yeah. confirmation of that? We don't have email. I just that's balls yeah. don't tell me that shit I never deal with them for as long as I live and I'm not yeah. doing your voiceovers you shag of <laughs> so there yeah, you go notorious and didn't your man come out and had to apologise or something like that and then he tried to blame the fucking call centre in Sligo tried to blame the staff training or the, the, the quality of oh the one I got to was like Dublin that. oh I don't know but mm. there was fucking war anyway trying to blame it on the yeah trying to blame it on the people of Sligo <laughs> the workers there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, give the, me a, the, fucking, the government had hmm? to come in and intervene in it or something, didn't it? The, That's the, right. The yeah, it was big, so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think with the big contract they got, they got the was it the Syro contract they got originally or something, or was it some it's sort of contract? Thing, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Could be, could be wrong. Yeah. Could be wrong. Funny, buddy. Yeah. Have more info. Let us know. Disaster. Yeah. Um, so that's me. That's that's me, Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, <laughs> you fucking dickhead. <laughs> you threw me under last week. You were slagging me. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you put it in the promo and you put it at the fucking intro. I was like, oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> Man, you, you, you like, sounded oh, like a 16 year old kid again. Go away, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> fucking do it. Fuck you. Fuck you. He turned around and goes, oh, that's lovely, though. You know, she loves you. Like, that's really nice. That's cute. And, like, and you come in and, ooh, Alan's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening back and I was still cringing and fucking glowing red as I listened back to the episode. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, take it. <laughs> I was like, he definitely leave it in. Yes, I didn't know I was going to make the promo and yeah, the intro. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, that was funny fucking. though. You know, you, you could just yeah, hear your, you could hear it in your voice. You were, you were bleeding scared. <laughs> I was bleeding scared. I was glowing. And I was like, oh, thank God we don't do the videos anymore. <laughs> uh, that, that was one of my smiles my other smile I, I, could, I can't believe it myself do you know what I ate the other day avocado on toast oh good man I ate fucking avocado what do you think of it yeah sorry after Emer yeah. talking last week about smashing avocados you smashing avocados yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that just sounds like a total euphemism <laughs> went off so with someone there smashing avocado <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah because you know me you know me with the food I'm fucking no good with it and not very good with that but uh, ah fucking fair play at that you know she's like well look I said well look just give me a, like I'm talking like a, a, like a fraction like a quarter of a spoon and I was like she's like try it and try it with the toast you know with the butter you know it's kind of the same kind of consistency same mm. kind of texture you won't really notice it and I was like mm, alright uh, that's not too bad and like I'll try a bite I'll try a bite size and mm-hmm. um, had a bit of it then so Ended up eating uh, half and a half an avocado. She went to half an avocado. Avocado. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, I'm baby stepping it here. Like I said, this this still feels like something I have to eat. 
something mm. you're made to eat. It's like, I'm not eating this because I yeah, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, I can't fucking wait to have avocado on toast. It's like, this is like, well, this, you probably should eat this. You know, it's green, it's healthy. It's like, very uh, good for you. Uh, yeah. Leave, leave, leave me with half an avocado and, and I manage that. Um, so she even said to me, she goes, uh, oh, you need to send a picture to this Adina. So she took a picture of me putting avocado on the toast. And Adina, she's like, what? I get this text message back. She's like, who even are you? Like, what? Are you eating avocado? You used to be cool. Now look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you used to be yeah. cool, Dad. <laughs> yeah, you used to be cool and not eat avocado. Like some fucking hipster. <laughs> Which I was fucking, I was delighted. I delighted with myself, yeah. man. It really was like, you know. Was, it's a surprising you know. thing because they look horrific in fairness mm, but mm. They're, they're grand I mean there's no real taste of them but if you yeah. kind of have them in with a salad or something like that it's nice you know nah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be having a salad no. on a bit of toast I was alright with a bit mm. of butter <laughs> there you go but like there that was smart so like, she, she opened it up she's like oh that's a bad one I was like how do you know she's like I oh, can tell by looking at it I was like see that's probably what would happen to me I'd eat that and go oh, I fucking knew I hated avocado that, that one that's fucking rotten <laughs> There's nothing worse than a, a tough avocado, though. You know, you're nearly you're chewing down on it, and you're like, ah, this is yeah, crunchy. See, that, that's like that's see, that's that's exactly what she identified today. She's like, she says your thing with vegetables and stuff like that is crunch. You don't like crunchy. You don't like cucumber. You don't like lettuce. You don't like. I was like, fuck, you're right. I don't. Yeah, crunchy, crunchy vegetables. Mm. That that texture of them. That's that's where it is. It's like. Any vegetables I do eat is like boil a shite out of them and they're soft. Mm-hmm. Baby carrots or. I'll even eat Brussels sprouts like when they're really soft at Christmas. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm weird. And I'll eat broccoli because it'll be really soft. Mm. So, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's oh, the fucking good. crunch. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, that's it. I was like, oh, shit. Breakthrough. That's what yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> fuck, yeah. You figured out. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what you do. Well done. Yeah, Excellent. yeah, man. Couldn't fucking, couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, that's me smiles. That's me rails. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to bring you back a couple of episodes and ask you a question. Um, uh, we were talking about uh, single in lockdown that time. Mm. And uh, just one thing you said, which made a lot of sense, you know, uh, you know, you're saying if you were uh, at a bar and you were looking for, <laughs> you were looking for love and you see somebody across the bar mm. and you say, oh, they look attractive. Mm. You know, you you don't look across and go, oh, they'd, they'd be a great conversationist now. I'd say, yeah, they would, yeah. you know, they'd, they'd be into Dickens now. We could chat. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, into you, Dick, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another attraction. So, um, hmm. so you know, you look and you say, oh, that person's attractive, blah, blah, blah. And you're attracted by looks initially. Um, mm. Are you discriminating? How so? Do we discriminate on a regular basis? Well, in terms of attraction, every you know, everyone has a everyone has a type, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we all have various models within our mind of what what we deem as attractive or unattractive, and when we when someone meets that idea that we have in our head, um, you know, that's that that clicks. Then that that matches up with, and that can be a very conscious thing, or that can be a very unconscious thing. Like you know, some people might be attracted to, you know, an actual you know very typical type oh I only like brown eyes brunettes you know I only like blue eyed blonde slim mm. this that you know some people have a very definite idea of what they are and aren't attracted to uh, mm-hmm. but yeah well, I mean you say discriminate uh, I suppose that kind of has a negative uh, yeah. connotations to it but yeah we would certainly be discerning uh, to, to, to a certain extent 
Um, if you were walking down the street and you seen somebody who looked a bit rough coming towards you, and you mm. went, I'm going to cross the street, are mm. you discriminating? No, no, that's your social brain. I will get into that with the social anxiety. Mm. That's your brain picking up on, on cues. Well, what's, what's the, what's, <laughs> I mean, what's the alternative? Um, yeah, man, where the fuck, where? <laughs> I'm trying to find you. I have so many tabs open here. <laughs> you try to find me. I, I can't find the video. Four. <laughs> Where? Gosh, I've all my notes. I'm not at home. So, uh, what did you send me? Did you send me a Zoom or is uh, it Google? No, you're in Google Meet. For here? There you go. Google Meet. Mm. Fucking hell, man! This is ridiculous. I've so many. I've so many tabs open. I can't Fuck. see. <laughs> Alan's not actually a psychotherapist. He just answers oh, every question he's asked. <laughs> there we That's go. all. <laughs> I got your back, man. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen oh, tabs open. It, no wonder you keep <laughs> fucking freezing. Eighteen Diff- tabs. Jesus different Christ. Different notes and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I remember when I was doing my master's dissertation. I think I counted one time with sixty something tabs open. Mm. I think I'm fifty four on my phone. Just a, a kind of to-dos, if you know what I mean. Don't Google this, Christ. Google that, Google that. Yeah, that, that, that. Anyway, I, I can see you again there. I'm talking, I'm talking to you again there now. Um, no, but what's, I mean, what's what's your alternative is... Get a beat. You know, you, you don't make that. Yeah, exactly. You don't mm. make that social call. You don't, you know, you don't pick up on, you know, and you'll always spot, you know, you'll always spot people that are dodgy, like. Yeah. Because they're usually loitering. They're usually, the majority of people you see are walking with intent. They're walking with purpose. They're going to do something. You're walking to the shop to get a coffee or you're going to do this or you're going to do that. People that are sketchy are loitering. They're not doing anything with purpose. Um, you know, they're constantly looking around, stuff like that. And we pick up on those. We pick up on those social cues. So you can walk down the road and go, oh, did I just discriminate against that person? Mm-hmm. And it, and it's, you know, it's become a very, uh, it, it's, They've actually played into it now with a lot of sitcoms or TV shows where, um, what was it? Uh, could have been Curb Enthusiasm. There was something where he ha- he locked the car just as a black guy was walking past. And he's like, okay, oh no, that yeah. wasn't, I, that wasn't you. I, ju- I just happened to be, lo- you know, I just happened to be, I just happened to be locking the car at the same time. Um, but yeah, so you can be, you know, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to be discriminate or I actually, I want to be safe. Um, so we're always yeah. making social judgments. We're always perceiving consciously and unconsciously body language, ex- facial expressions, stuff like that mm-hmm. um, for what's for what's safe and what's not safe. And ultimately, that's that's the purpose of our brain is, yeah. is, to, is to keep us safe. Mm. So it's tough to kind of distinguish between, you know, that person discriminating or that person trying to make a, a good judgment call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, if you're, if you're still alive, job done. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, job done. You may face yeah. ridicule from the public, but you know, yeah. as you say, job done. You're safe. You're alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, no, it's just something that kind of popped into my head, and I thought oh, that's interesting. But uh, but we do. I think we do. I don't. Maybe there's a better word for it, but I think we do discriminate on a regular basis, and that discrimination is based on keeping ourselves safe, keeping our family mm, safe. You mm, know what I mean? Mm. Um, you know, if you were to, you know, if, if your young lad came home and said, uh, oh, I'm uh, I'm going to play with, uh, uh, in my friend's house. And you go, oh, well, who's your friend? That guy over there. And you see his outlet outside drinking cans or something. You'd go, mm. uh, no, you're not going over there. Oh, but yeah, I want to, yeah. you know what I mean? But you're making that yeah, decision yeah. based on, yeah. that could be, sound dude you know he might just like a few cans you know yeah yeah but, but again I'm sure every, every parent has had that mm. of going I don't want you hanging around with him 
Yeah. Oh, why not? Uh, I just not. Never mind. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're trying to make a judgment call. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying, and that's it. And all you can do is try your best to make a judgment call. And like, mm. you, you may be right, you may be wrong, but you know, <laughs> you're never hundred percent right, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I don't I mean? know if discriminating is. Yeah, maybe is, that's is, a, the, is the accurate word. Yeah, for looking at someone across a bar. Um, you know, it's certainly fitting. Um, a construct that you have in your head of what is and isn't attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that that'd be my take on it anyway. Yeah, no, that's fair For enough. That's worth. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So this week we are talking social anxiety, and uh, it's something we've mentioned before, and of course we've covered anxiety as well. If you want to check out the the earlier episode, uh, but. I never knew there was a difference between anxiety and social anxiety. What is the difference? Um, really, really, I suppose social anxiety comes down to uh, a fear of judgment, uh, a fear that other people will notice you're getting anxious, uh, a, f- a fear that other people are judging you. Um, you know, it's a fear of putting yourself into sit- certain situations where you might be judged. So, which is why. You know, public speaking is the is the greatest fear that people have. Like, mm-hmm. even greater than death, it mm-hmm. ranks higher in terms of you know list out your biggest fears. Public speaking is 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 greater than death. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and that's you know to do with that social judgment. So that fear that you be judged, um, worrying about embarrassing yourself or humiliating yourself, uh, fear of talking to other people, strangers. Um, Fear that other people will notice that you're anxious. Fear that you're going to be... People will notice that you're blushing, you're sweating, you're shaky voice, uh, trembling, um, things like that. So mm. they'd they be, they be the most, the very common <clears throat> ones. Um, you know, where you might be the centre of attention. You know, very often people like, you know, birthday parties or anything like that or... You know, surprise birthdays, that's their, they fucking hate that, you know, don't want any attention on them. Oh, right. For a lot of people, particularly for for a lot of women, you know, wedding day, it can be there, you know, because obviously you're the centre of attention for what probably would have been a, probably, possibly a couple of hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so like that, being the centre of attention, feeling anxious about it, fear of being judged, fear of doing something to embarrass yourself, fear of, like, you know, tripping or falling or... Anything, the, the things that people with social anxiety will tear themselves up over is probably endless, mm. you know. And is it, um, or who are the most likely to suffer from social anxiety? Um, I don't, I don't think either are. I don't, I don't think it particularly is uh, gender. Um, no, not from a gender point of view, but um, I know people who have uh, bad childhoods or... Oh, uh, well, traditionally, I would what my experience would normally be is people with low self-esteem. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, very much um, that would be very prevalent. And it's that, um, because there's already a sense of not being good enough. And then other people, and then that's mixed with other people are better or... You know, I'm going to come across as stupid. Everyone's going to know that I'm no good or everyone's going to know, figure out that I don't know what I'm doing or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So, yeah, I think typically I'd see probably um, low self-esteem would be would be very, yeah. very common. And, and it feeds into the, the, the physical symptoms then that we discussed uh, around the general anxiety of uh, the blushing, the embarrassment, 
fast heart rate, trembling, sweating, upset stomach, uh, difficulty breathing, dizziness, lightheadedness, uh, your mind goes blank, um, stress, tension in your body. Um, so all of the, mm. all of the things that would go along with um, your general anxiety. Do you want me to, to describe what, what causes that or do we, yeah. have we covered it enough? Yeah. Okay. Um, so our... For fear, okay, so if we, if we look between between fear and um, anxiety. So fear is fear is our reaction to a, a physical threat. So if we, were in, if we were in a room together and I said to you, there's a lad out there with a gun, the two of us would be very smart to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, so fear is a, is a reaction to a physical threat. There's something there or you walk out and there's a, a, you know, a dog, there's a rabid dog that's going around attacking people. You'd be right to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Anxiety then is, what if there's a lad out there with a gun? Mm-hmm. What if there's a dog out there? It, it, it's psychological threat. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, doesn't even have to, you know, for anyone that's anxiety, it's all the made up shit yeah. that, that makes it so worse. And so for, for people with social anxiety, oh, well, what if I look foolish? What if I, what yeah. if I trip? What if I say the wrong thing? Um, and you know just all the all the made up things but our brain reacts to that psychological threat in the same way that it does to uh, a physical threat mm-hmm. so we got a very old brain but we got a very old brain in a very modern world and our brain has evolved so much that we can make up shit we can make up things that might be unsafe so again your brain is there to keep you safe um, and one of the things that does that is and the great thing about being a human and the, the, the outer part of our brain particularly the, the, the brain or the part of the brain behind the forehead and stuff like that the prefrontal cortex and the neocortex is kind of the, the mohawks so right down the centre of your right down the centre of your skull that's the bit that really allows us to, to plan use logic stuff like that so it's reacting your brain is reacting to that psychological threat but it does what it does as if it's a physical threat so for anyone that's what happens then, so you, you get a you get a reaction in your brain, different parts of your brain, particularly the amygdala, which is involved in the fear reaction, and that works with other parts of your brain. Um, and then so we have a so very often what I would see with people with anxiety would be, oh, I had a, I had a panic attack the other night, or you know, so I was feeling really anxious, and I'd say, well, what were you doing? Oh, nothing. You know, the, the, the straight away they're looking for an external trigger. Mm-hmm. I said, well, well, what were you thinking about? Oh, well, I was I was thinking about that presentation I have to give in work on Monday or something like that. You know, so the you can anticipate and you can and you can pre-plan mm-hmm. the things that might go wrong. So the the common things then. So generally speaking, the fear gets the fear gets triggered. Uh, that sends a signal to your brain and around your around your body. So one of the first things people will notice is you've got a fast heart rate. Um, so typically with, typically with anxiety, um, every, everyone's going to be fairly familiar with the expression fight or flight. So that's, that's kind of anger and anxiety, both, both sides of the same kind. So anger is your, is your fight. So you mm-hmm. lean into the threat and anxiety is flight. Get the fuck out of there. Uh, you know, survive, live to tell the tale. Mm-hmm. And, the key part of those is that's about mobilization. So it's about doing something. You're, you're getting this charge of energy. The way I normally mm-hmm. describe it is uh, it's like Sonic the Hedgehog. You hold down and you press the button and he spins <laughs> yeah. in one spot. 
and then depending on when they go left or right he goes Phew! Mm. but you can hold them down and spin them in one spot for ages for as long as it takes and for anyone with anxiety that's in a uh, standing in a queue or anything like that they'll know that feeling you're fucking charged up as if to get the fuck out of there right um, so you got the fast heart rate so obviously if we need to run away or we need to fight we need to get that blood pumping around the, the, the extremities your feet yeah. and your your feet and your arms and stuff like that so fast heart rate that'll be one of the well, that'll be one of the first things people will might notice uh, sweating that's the body's way of cooling itself down short shallow breaths so you may <laughs> Anyone that's had panic attacks and stuff like that, they'll, they'll be familiar with that. Oxygen is burned in the body as fuel. So we're trying to get that oxygen in as, as fast as possible. Anyone that's feeling anxious, you're never sitting there going... Mm. It's never long, deep breaths. It's <laughs> and you feel that, that tightness in your chest, uh, very, con- very constricted. Um, so that's trying to get that oxygen in as much as possible and as fast as possible heart pumping trying to pump that blood around to your extremities uh, upset stomach uh, or butterflies in your stomach uh, things like that um, that's your digestive system shutting down so what happens there is we need that blood around the vital organs so the heart and the lungs and stuff like that digestion not something to fucking worry about in this moment so shut down the digestive system, drain that blood away and get it pumping around where it's needed. So you can feel anxious or sick at the time or after the fact as the as the digestive mm-hmm. system kind of kicks back in. Um, so your body literally goes, I can't worry about this shit right now. Uh, for anyone that's... Uh, Sorry, just uh, something just popped into my head there. Yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah. saying, geez, I was that scared I nearly shot myself. Shit myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah is that the that same one, as? That's one of the other things. Yeah, yeah. Evac- <laughs> yeah, or evacuate your bowels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, something to... One less thing to worry about. You're not being weighed down by it. Jesus uh, right, from, okay. uh, uh, from an ordinary point of view. Yeah. Well, if you're covered in shit, a predator's not going to want to fucking eat you. Um, so <laughs> you piss yourself, you shit yourself. It's all about the body releasing that. Okay. Um, I, you know, I've worked with, you know, I've acted with people that would be acting 20, 30 years, like, and they can't eat on the day, the day of a performance, like, or, you know, people, okay. there's usually a queue to go to the toilet before, before you go onto the stage, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, get rid of that. Uh, and you might have noticed yourself when we were gigging and stuff like that. So it's like, let's, let's get rid of that. We don't need to be worrying about that. Um, that's, 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 that's not something to, to, to focus on now. So the, the heart beating faster, the short shallow breaths, digestive system shutting down. You might be you might be shaking. The hands might be shaking. The, the body might be trembling. Very often, uh, if people are sitting, you might see the legs going mad, or they're kicking their leg, or they're twitching, or their their mm. fingers are tapping, stuff like that. That's that energy that's that's being released. That, yeah, that yeah. The shaking is the adrenaline. So when adrenaline is released, so on top of your kidneys is the adrenal glands. Um, so when adrenaline is released from the adrenal glands into the body, we call it adrenaline. When it when that same same chemical makeup comes from your brain, it's called epinephrine. Um, so it's it's called epinephrine when it comes from your brain, and then it's called uh, adrenaline that, that most of us know. And everyone knows adrenaline of mothers lifting cars off babies yeah. and you know in these incredible feats of strength and stuff like that with the, with that extra boost. Mm. So that's that's what's happening with the shakes. That's what's happening with the trembling, um, dizziness or lightheadedness. So that oxygen that you're taking in is uh, is not being burned off, particularly if you're standing in one spot. So that goes up into the brain, and we start to feel a little bit lightheaded or dizzy. Um, difficulty concentrating. 
or you know your mind going blank for anyone that's that's had that experience of going into the leave insert and then all the answers come back to you <laughs> as soon as you fucking <laughs> when you text. walk out yeah <laughs> yeah so that's the prefrontal cortex shutting down that's uh, and that's the blood draining away from those parts of the brain into the survival part so the limbic part of the brain uh, to deal with the threat so unfortunately you know job interviews stuff like that you say the wrong thing or you, you can't think of an answer uh, because you're probably in a highly highly stressed or highly mm. anxious state. Yeah. Uh, muscle tension. So, you know, you're holding yourself. You're, anyone that anxiety knows, your your body's not nice and relaxed. You're you're usually tense, yeah. stress across the shoulders, things like that. Sweating, as, as the body's way of cooling it down. Um, they're, they're the most common, the common things. And, and it amazes me, it actually amazes me, the amount of clients I've seen with anxiety that might be on medication, that might have gone to the doctor uh, and they're never told all this and they think they're going fucking mad. Oh. And I'll, and I'll give that kind of overview of, you know, this is what's going on in your brain, this is what's going on in your body. Mm. You know, do you experience any of those? And they're like, all of them. Jesus, I get all of that, you know. I was like, well, has no one ever told you this? And they're like, no. And just having the information really helps people because they're like, I thought I was going fucking mad. I thought there was something wrong with me. I was like, no, no, your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing yeah in you know as it reacts to what you perceive as a threat mm. so is there different levels of social anxiety i mean you might have some people who are afraid to leave the house altogether but you might have mm. some people who are afraid to um meet up in uh let's say a crowded place like a pub when we could go yeah, to pubs yeah, yeah. or you know does it come from people feeling the need to be uh, I know we kind of touched on it before, but the funny one, you know, the the jokey one, the mm. the one who'll have a bit of crack, you know. Yeah, that can be it with that way of releasing tension. Mm. Um, you know, it can lead to people avoiding social situations. I've heard from a good few people, uh, male and female, where they'll ring one of their mates when they're outside of the pub to, to meet them outside. Oh, to yeah. walk yeah. in with. Yeah, women very, will do uh, that a lot. Yeah, yeah, partic- yeah probably particularly uh, very common mm. women, but, but both sides. Um, so you know anything that might put you might put you in a position to interact with strangers mm-hmm. uh, parties or social gatherings going to work going to yeah. school dating that can be particularly yeah. difficult you're meeting a total fucking stranger in probably an unfamiliar environment mm. um, you know that can be so that can lead to people totally avoiding that experience. Yeah. You know, being Suppose alone, have, being very lonely. You'd have people who are out as well afraid of being isolated, you know. Oh, mm. look at the look at that loner over there on their own. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone else are in groups and this person's kind of squeezed out. You see them and you go, oh, Jesus, you know. Yeah. All right over there. Call them over, you know. Are people yeah. who are, I suppose, afraid to interject as well. Mm. Well, you'd have other people who will barge in the middle of a group of people and start yapping away about something completely different, be it, you know, in the canteen at work or yeah, be it yeah. uh, in a pub somewhere. You know what I mean? Well, well you, you touched... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. You, you touched on two of them there in last week's episode. Um, you know, people going into the pub and, and, you know, until they have a few pints and they're like, oh, all right, uh, grander now. now. Now we can relax. Yeah, yeah. And, and you also mentioned the, the, the one that I had before of the, the client that started out taking, doing a bump. Um, and then it led to, you know, and that, that bump of coke was, you know, to give him a bit of confidence, to a little mm. bit of Dutch courage on a night yeah, out. Yeah. That unfortunately then progressed into, you know, doing a bag of coke at, mm. uh, you know, five o'clock in the morning on their own. Like. Yeah. Uh, so these things that we can put in place to try and help us uh, compensate for that can, can spiral 
uh, out of control for it. Mm-hmm. So, we become dependent on them, obviously, be it alcohol yeah, yeah, or drugs yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. And then the brain forgets what the original um, purpose oh, of Oh, yeah, I get you. Know, you. It, and it's just become then a way of, well, this is how you feel something different. Mm-hmm. So that gets that gets left behind. Yeah, you've latched on to that new thing. Yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the trouble with anyone with addiction. Then is that you know that that hijacks. So dopamine we would have mentioned before. Actually, do you remember Emer when we did the single during lockdown, and she asked me about like, do some men you know do they love the chase? Mm-hmm. You know, because once to was like get your attention or once they get in your knickers, then that's it. Yeah, that would be dopamine. So dope dopamine is not just about pleasure. Uh, it's also involved in uh, motivation and and the pursuit of goals and stuff like that. So like that, if if you're you know you're in pursuit of a girl like that, and then you're with them, well then you're not going to get the same dopamine buzz. Okay. So it's all, all these neurochemicals that that play into all of these different things. Mm. Um, so for anyone with addiction, then so whether it starts out as you know a way of compensating for social anxiety, then what happens when it becomes an addiction is the, it just hijacks the, the, the reward center of the brain. It hijacks dopamine. And what your brain associates then with is, well, if you want to feel better, if you want to feel something different, this is the go-to. Mm-hmm. And that's that's your always the go-to. It's yeah, yeah. Like, well, you could do something else or you could do this or you could do that. It's like, no, fucking do the coke. Have mm-hmm. the points. That, that, that's what works. Let's, so just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then obviously you develop a tolerance and you don't get the same you don't get it out you don't get the same buzz anymore so you have to do more etc etc so what yeah. might start out as just having that little bit of courage to walk into the pub to meet someone that that can spiral out of control if you don't do anything about the, about the anxiety mm. Mm. it was interesting you said about you know you, you may forget what the original problem was and I suppose that's mm. why a lot of people come to you they don't know what the mm. problem is and that's how yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you kind of dig down you get to the answer like yeah but yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting, all right. How can you tell when somebody has social anxiety? Um, so some of the things I that so the things I mentioned there of you know, for someone that has it or it's somebody that may be experiencing it or something like or even the smaller signs of it, you know, like if there's a groupie out having a drink or whatever and you notice somebody, I don't know, maybe twitching or, mm, you know, mm. kind of sipping a lot at their, on their drinks or something or yeah. I don't know, maybe turn around looking towards the door every so often or, you know, can you tell when somebody has social anxiety? Uh, well, usually what can happen is they usually become very good at trying to hide it. So like that, whether it's having a few pints or whether it's doing something to uh, call in the friend out to meet them outside so they don't walk in on their own. Um, they can very often put themselves in situations. They can work around it. You know, they, they develop a workaround. So for the for the people that have it then, you know, it's that, it's the avoiding the social situations. Mm-hmm. It's worrying about something weeks or months in advance. Um, trying to blend into the background, you know, stand off to the side, get into a corner. Um, very often what you see with people with anxiety is they will sit near the door or they will face the exit, or they'll sit near a window because okay. they anticipate that they're going to be sweating uh, and they need the fresh air, or if they need a quick escape, that you're at the door. Um, mm. So, you know, all these things that, that, that have they've learned, these tips and tricks that they've learned for themselves mm. to try and compensate for it. Yeah. And so again, you know, when, with that anxiety, you know, you're looking for, you're always looking for the exit. Right. You know, so escape, where, yeah. where is safe? You know, usually you're back to a wall with a load of people in front of you. 
that's not going to feel very safe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and your brain kind of assesses things of safety. So safe is, that's the key. That's, that's what your brain is for. So for, you know, if you're with people that you feel safe with, if you're in an environment you feel safe with, it feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel relaxed, you know, you feel, you know, at ease that, and people like that. Um, then we've got, you know, you're looking out for a sense of danger. So there's a threat. So that's when you start to feel anxious. Uh, that's when you start to feel stressed. And then there's threat to life. Mm-hmm. So when we feel when we feel anxious, when we feel there's a threat, that's usually when we go fight or flight mode. And then when we feel like there's a threat to life, very often then we can go into... So fight or flight is mobilization. And the opposite of that then, or the other side of that then, is uh, immobilization. Mm. So that's freeze or faint, flop, shut down. Mm. Um, so that's that's the sort of way our our brain reads those cues so safe uh threat or you know you know threat to life life mm-hmm. life threatening uh, you know danger life threatening is that, that why we get a lot of uh let's say violence in nightclubs in pubs i mean it may not be a threat to life but it could be a threat to your social standing it could be a threat to your masculinity a threat mm-hmm. to your ego is that why we get a lot of violence you know, people lashing out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, and particularly men. You know, we spoke. We've spoken about this before. Of you know that that threat to threat to masculinity, like mm. that perceived threat, um, and like that of you know the boy saying, "Oh yeah, you're gonna fucking let him talk to you like that." Mm-hmm. And now, oh, now I have to protect my my social standing in the group. Mm-hmm. And again, all of this social anxiety is about us being social creatures mm-hmm. um, and the perceived judgment from from other people. So the lads go, oh yeah, you're gonna fucking, you gonna let him talk to you like that? And now we have to go right now. You're faced with what mm. do we do here? Like, or the girl he's trying to chat up, yeah, seeing yeah. him as a, a weakling or you know yeah, yeah, somebody who yeah. can't protect so, her potentially. Yeah. Mm. So you have to you have to do something about that. Do I look weak, walk away from it, or with the reality that I might get the bollocks kicked out of me, but at least I <laughs> made an effort at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I might I might protect some some standing of it. Mm. So, but at the end yeah, of the day, you're them. not you're not exactly protecting a standing, are you? You're just <laughs> you're just well, a you're fucking per, dickhead. Per, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you perceive social standing in the group, like, mm. yeah. Or you know, most groups of friends have that. You know, it's the pecking order. You know, literally, and that comes from uh, chickens. You know, a new chicken comes in, and <laughs> you know the one that was had a lower social standing pecks at him, and the ones with higher social standings peck on them. You know, it's that's that's the pecking order. That's what we talk about. Um, I never knew that's where that term came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a nice cube song. <laughs> is there a nice? Is there a nice cube song? There is. Yes, yeah, the peck in order. It's the order that a peck. It's from mm. the War album, I think. Uh, do you remember uh, he yeah, released War and Peace? Nice cube around them times. Yeah, that certificate. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. That that there my kind of. That was my ice cube. Angry, angry, fucking hating white people. Ice cube. That was that was fucking good. Ice cube. That's typical you. <laughs> I hate white people. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when, like, because he had he had a message. He was saying something. <laughs> yeah, I think he was all in with the Nation of Islam. Then wasn't he? he was like yeah. Elijah Muhammad and all of that kind He's of stuff. He's very controversial. He was very. Was he anti-Jewish? Or perceived as Elijah being Muhammad anti-Jewish? Or, no, uh, Ice name? Cube, Farrakhan, Ice Cube, and stuff like that. Yeah, because he'd fallen in with that kind yeah. of group. It would have been very much uh, anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. I think he's separated himself from all of them now. 
Hence why we have, you can do it, put your back into it. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly the stuff you would have heard back then. No, and are we there yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was made some good music when he was angry yeah. and hating white people. Well, a lot of music, good music comes from anger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. absolutely, yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of good stuff comes from, comes from pain. Um, how can you help somebody in a social setting who has social anxiety? Well, part of part of that uh, sort of social, mm. you know, we're social, we're social creatures. So just being calm around someone that's feeling it mm. can be enough. Um, there was um, I remember a situation before. So as I said, one of the things you'd look, you'd see with a lot of people with anxiety would be the legs twitching. You know, the legs going ninety as they're sitting there, tapping yeah. away like and. Um, so our pretty much our, uh, our our right brain hemisphere is heavily involved in reading, so, reading social cues and you'll be picking up on that so very often you know clients will come in to me be feeling anxious and stuff like that and like oh there's no reason and you know what I might get down into is well well that's not your anxiety you're holding is it you know you're you're absorbing that from the environment so where there's tension where there's stress stuff like that you'll just you'll pick up on that I remember mm-hmm. a situation before. I was in a I was in a group setting, and one of the individuals' uh, legs twitching like that, and uh, I had to say, "I was like, I, I can't, can't, can't sit beside you, you know, because my brain is going. What's going on here? <laughs> Distracting you? No, because my my brain is picking up on why why are they so anxious? Where where's the threat here? There must be some reason why they're looking to leave here now. Okay. Or they're they're so agitated, and um, so we're you know we're unconsciously picking up on this kind of. Mm. Um, and we read that. So what we can, so why we, you know, we talk about emotional regulation. We also, as social creatures, as mammals, we co-regulate. So we we feed off the energy of other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So true. if you're around someone that's stressed, someone that's anxious, unless you're in a kind of good state yourself, you'll absorb you'll absorb a lot of that yourself. Mm. Um. You know, I even look. You slag me, and and actually, here's here's an inter- here's an interesting fact. Actually, um, that um, these these things, these ways of co-regulating. You know, so when we when we're in relationships or we're with loved ones, stuff like that, we're around people that we feel safe with, that we care for. We get a release of oxytocin, which is called you know the kind of cuddle hormone, they call it, or the love hormone, um, and it's it's involved in bonding, stuff like that. So for and this this can help people. Um, this can help people with with social anxiety. So they've they've done tests with people where getting someone to imagine a loved one. Uh, they've done it with people in in relationships. So if I <laughs> if I was in a situation where I was in physical pain, uh, as someone in a new relationship, if I was to even imagine Ashling, I would have a higher threshold of pain than not. Hmm. Because it releases it releases dopamine and it releases oxytocin and there's a higher pain threshold. So for someone with social anxiety, what they can do is they can imagine or bring to mind someone that they feel safe with and just simply imagining that person holding them, imagining that person smiling at them, imagining that person speaking to them calmly, that can be enough wow. to bring their anxiety levels down. Yeah. Um, and you know this is this is research backed, you know. So, so that um, that's telling you, um, there's somebody who who loves you, 
There's somebody mm. who protect you, maybe, you know, there's somebody who absolutely considers you, there's somebody who's thinking about you, you know. So you win you win you've internalized that person. Every person, you know it yourself, you mm. know, if you've had a, a shit day, you might go home to Laura there and go, just oh, I need a hug or you know, oh, come here, you know, put your feet up or come mm. here and give you a hug or exactly. anything like that. And you're like, Oh, gee, oh fuck. You know, I needed that. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and and you and you can nearly you can nearly feel that tension draining out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, and that Oh fuck. Yeah. 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 yeah, problem shared is problem halved. That's yeah, that's that's mm. social aspect of it. So, and imagining that can be enough to try and try and bring down the anxiety levels. Mm. Um, so, if people. you're if you're dealing with or not dealing with somebody, but let's say you're in a social setting with somebody who mm. you think may have a yeah, social yeah, yeah, anxiety, yeah. should you? I don't know, maybe uh, don't grill them. You know, don't yeah, be don't fucking out. tell them to relax. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> we all know that's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> Actually, Jesus, you know what? I fucking Jesus, I heard one there the other day. Uh, client, client with an eating disorder, went to a psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist said, "Well, you just need to stop getting sick." Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's why you pay them the fucking big bucks, folks. Yeah. <laughs> just stop Jesus being sick. Christ. Yeah, Imagine you need to stop being. God sick. forbid you enter them with a tumor. Just stop growing yeah. it. Just, you know, yeah, just, just yeah. stop having cancer. Yeah, be fine. There you go. So, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's fifty quid. Take yeah, care. Well, you're paying fucking more than that for psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah so telling people to relax isn't going to help but what mm-hmm. will help is speaking to someone in a relaxing manner mm-hmm. you know being being kind of emotionally regulated yourself so if you're stressed for you know what's one of the things we tell people that are learning to drive don't learn to drive with someone you know that's true because they're more yeah. likely to get stressed with you and yeah. if they're more likely to get stressed with you you're more likely to be get stressed trying to drive and then it's a fucking disaster Mm. so you'll often hear that of oh, well whatever you do don't learn to drive off someone you know yeah, don't yeah. get proper lessons um, because they're going like, fuck just press the fucking brake press the brake yeah. and then they're stressed you're picking up on their tension now you're tense and they're picking up on your tension and it's mm. a fucking it's a nightmare yeah, yeah. Um, so being in a relaxed state so if you are with someone just you know even maybe asking them you know you feel a little bit anxious and there you can do to help uh, I mean, distracting them, you know, get them talking about something else, or actually, come on, we we'll go over here, we'll have a have a game pool here or something, or mm-hmm. you know, something like that. You know, you can so you can use yourself. A lot of the time, uh, a lot of the time in therapy, that's what I'm doing. I'm emotionally regulating people that are dysregulated because mm-hmm. I'm sitting there in a calm state. I'm sitting there, usually with a you know softer tone of voice, calm, yeah. you know. Not getting wound up with their anxiety, not getting drawn into it, you know, just sitting back. I'm calm, I'm relaxed, mm. tone of voice, you know, pace of words, stuff like that. And that's yeah. that can that's enough then to to bring them down. Cool. They might not have offered any solutions to what they were talking about, but just my kind of very being mm. is enough because we're yeah. you know, we're constantly looking for social cues, uh, particularly around the upper part of the face. Uh, around our eyes, forehead, stuff like that, mm. um, and there's actually there's actually connections between our face, facial muscles, and our lungs and our heart. This is how heavily influenced we are as social creatures. Wow, yeah. So, someone we had uh, had correspondence there a couple of weeks, so I can't can't remember exactly who it was from, but they mentioned choice theory. Um, uh, William Glasser has has choice theory, and 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 Glasser's. Glasser's premise would be that you know you're you're choosing to feel this way. Very very uh for anyone that's familiar with Carl Rogers, it's definitely not person centered, you know, but it's 
well you're so he would he would phrase it as you're depressing you're choosing to be depressed you're doing behaviors which are uh, depressing you're stressing okay. you're this you know you're choosing to you're choosing to feel this way and that that can be bad for a lot of people you know that can feed into feeling worse but the premise of it is though well you have a choice so you can do something as long as you can make a choice you can make a better choice yeah but when we're social creatures like this and we're picking up on these social cues it's a very visceral thing like these these social cues are literally connected to our organs uh, through the vagal nerve and um, group of uh, group of fibers that run down our brainstem that connect to our that connect to our organs so if you feel uh, you know if you see someone that has a, a scowl or that's angry that's you know stuff like that you're not choosing for your heart rate to increase your your heart and you know it's it's reacting to what could be a possible threat okay very good so this is this is entirely outside of our conscious control you know yeah. you, you can't control your digestive system you can't tell your heart to slow down mm. uh, you can't tell your liver to work harder or not work but what you can do and this is the importance and it's such a cliche but what you can do is you can breathe and that will activate the sympathetic nervous system so <laughs> i did um i did an interesting thing or um Ashing has this thing, she's like, she loves lying on my chest. She says, oh, I can hear your heartbeat. I said, watch this. I said, hang on a few minutes. And I started breathing in a particular way. And she says, it slowed down. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> I said, that's, that, that's what I was doing. And she's like, oh, that's fucking weird. I said, no, no, it's not weird. It's, 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 <laughs> this is what it's supposed to do. Uh, so when, when we breathe in a particular way, when, when we have more of an emphasis on the out-breath, so a longer out-breath. Um, so some people um, have... Some people, will claim, clients will come in to me and go, oh, I do that 4474 uh, four, breathing or something like that. Uh, so that's where you, you breathe in for four or, you know, you hold for seven or something and then you breathe out. And I said, no, no, if you're feeling anxious, what you want is you want a longer out breath. So mm. you can do like a 448. Four, so you breathe in through your nose for four, you hold for four, and then you breathe out through your mouth for eight. So that will that activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So fight or flight is the sympathetic nervous system. That's mobilization. And then the parasympathetic nervous system is the break. Um, and that's that's about being in a calm state. And that's usually called then rest and digest. Um, so for people that are feeling anxious, you're usually not very hungry. Just <laughs> made something. You haven't eaten all day. No, 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 no. No, I'm grand. I'm grand. Yeah. But your digestive system isn't working. So when you're relaxed, when you're calm, your digestive system is grand. And usually after we've eaten a meal, we tend to be more calmer and we, te- and we tend to relax a little bit. Um, so for people with anxiety, you know, they're usually not very hungry. Mm-hmm. Or you see them chewing, chewing gum and they're going mad. <coughs> fucking going 90. Like they've got all this energy. Yeah, all yeah, this yeah. energy in Has to come out somewhere, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that particular way of breathing is, is going to help to, to feel more relaxed. Being with someone that's relaxing, imagining someone that's that's calm, that that someone imagining someone that feels safe, uh, that's that's key. So mm-hmm. someone that you feel safe with, someone that the thought of them, you know, is enough to, to calm you down. Yeah, um, things like that. That's 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 really going to help. And this, you know, so this, you know, very often, you know, treatment CBT can be very good for this. You know, where you're you're addressing the, you know, the kind of the dysfunctional thoughts. Um, and you know the, when I've challenged people on some of the thought systems that they've had like and you know they've, they've gone down this fucking black hole of uh, of being irrational 
So, well, well, okay, well, what would happen if, um, I don't know, what would be, what would be something? Do we okay, use... What, what, what would happen if you, if you did send that email to your mm-hmm. boss? Oh, well, what if you seen the typos in it? Like, what if, what if you're thinking, oh, God, this person doesn't know, they don't even know how to fucking, you know, spell, and next thing they're unapplied. Mm-hmm. And, and and in their head of you know they're homeless because they've been unemployed and they couldn't pay the mortgage mm-hmm. you know when you go well you know well let's back up here now you know has there any so you can challenge the thought process around and go well okay so you send an email with a typo and for anyone with social anxiety like they will ruminate on this stuff from fucking years ago oh god when I did that thing in school um oh I fucking everyone seen me my trousers were hanging down or my, my dress got caught inside my knickers or you know, and they're, they're going over this stuff years and years later. Mm. So you send that email. So you go, well, hang on there. Let's let's just deal with this at the start. So you send an email with a typo. Yeah, okay. Did your boss say anything to you about that? No. Um, okay, well, did he mention anything in his email reply? No. Um, okay, so how have you been? How's your, you know, how's your standing in the company? Oh, they love me. I was recently promoted. Stuff like that, but what if what if they then they think that oh I didn't I didn't deserve that promotion, mm. and, you know? So and just, now you're earning the, too much money and they want to cut the, back. The, <laughs> yeah, the anxiety jump, <laughs> yeah. the anxiety latches onto something mm. like that. So we're so that's good. I mean, that's good for you know if you're coming into someone like myself, I can kind of emotionally regulate, and then we can challenge the thoughts. When you're in the midst of it and you're in a social scenario, you can't think straight. You know, mm. if you're in a highly anxious state, you can't yeah. think straight. So this is where the breathing exercise can come in. Being with someone that's calm can come in. <laughs> one of the things, one of the things I say to clients, and and it and it makes them laugh, and that's that's a good thing as well because they remember. It then I'll just say, well, is your body wet spaghetti? And they're like, well, I said, well, what's wet spaghetti look like? It's like it's all floppy. Mm-hmm. You know, is your body is your body relaxed? So imagine your imagine that your body is wet spaghetti. Then you you know because the brain affects. Body affects the mind, mind affects the body, the, you know, they the impact each other. So you can put your body into a relaxed state and that will help to, to relax your mind. Mm. So when you've got yourself in a more of a relaxed state, then you can start to, then you can start to think a little bit clearer. Mm. Um, well, like, uh, one of the things I just want to go back to a little bit is, you know, you're talking about anxiety is um, uh, a perceived threat. Mm. Mm. But is that not a good thing in a way? Because, oh, yeah. you know, like you're, you're saying like people are perceiving a threat and it, mm. it may be an attack of something that may not happen. But mm. by pre-perceiving a threat, are you not preparing yourself if the threat happens? Like, let's say I'm thinking, right, um, what if somebody breaks into my house? All right. OK, well, what do I do? Ah, I need to put a baseball bat under my bed. Mm. You know what I mean? That's mm. me preparing for a perceived threat. Is that anxiety? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you can worry or you can be anxious. The anxiety, worry tends to have a purpose. Anxiety tends to not. But, you know, and the thing that surprises a lot of people when I say it to them is that, well, you know, your ang- your anxiety is doing its job. Mm. It's there to keep you safe and you're safe. Mm-hmm. So as far as your brain goes, motherfucker, I'm doing my shit. Mm-hmm. Are you alive? Yeah. Well then, shut the fuck up, because it's working. It's just overzealous. Yeah. No, it's it's great that we have this brain that can imagine these scenarios that we can, that we can put things in place. Then. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, so if you do that, so we say, okay, you might be worried about something or you might be stressed about something. So I'm worried about someone breaking into my house. Okay, did I go down and lock the door? No, fuck, right, go down and lock the door. Grand, hop into bed here now. If you have anxiety, you know, for our people with OCD that need to go and check the door four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times, you know, that's that's an entirely different experience. Mm-hmm. So your anxiety is there to keep you safe. And it does make up this shit that may be a threat to our safety. But when people kind of recognize that, like your brain's not out to hurt you. Uh, Klein, as a clean said to me, like, no one's ever died from anxiety. Mm-hmm, true. You know, your, 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 body, your body's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. It's trying to keep you alive. So even, even instead of fighting it, I've actually gone, okay, well, what, what is it that my mind is trying to do for me here? Mm-hmm. I have a couple of exercises that I do with clients and, really, and that really changes their perspective on it. Um, and go to realise oh no my brain yeah it's not, it's not out to fucking do me here it's out to keep me safe mm-hmm. and and I am safe yeah still but sometimes it gets a little bit overzealous with it and that's where I have to come in and go you made a few typos you're not homeless <laughs> mm-hmm. back it up here let's rewind let's rewind let's rewind let's rewind you made a few typos have you ever got an email from your boss with a typo yeah okay you know, and so back, are you in a relaxed body state? No, you're fucking tense as fuck there now. Wet spaghetti. Let's get back into this. You're relaxed. Then they can start to think a little bit clearer. Mm. Um, I suppose it's like that uh, phrase, um, fail to prepare to prepare to fail. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I suppose we prepare on a regular basis, you know, because we, we do our shopping every week, you know, to... Um, mm. To keep us fed, we, we pay our bills to keep the heating on, etc., etc. But is another fear uh, from anxiety, the fear of fucking up and the fear yeah. that you're going to beat yourself up over it or somebody else is going to beat you up over it. You yeah, know, that's that's the social anxiety. That's mm. the fear. It's that fear of judgment of, oh, well, what if I fall on my face? What if I do this? Or you remember I had a client uh, years ago, she's only young, probably 18s, early 20s or something like that. And she come in and it was probably around this time of year, kind of the change in the weather, kind of a turn. It's like, oh, it's getting, mm-hmm. all right, it's getting a little bit warm. And I didn't need a jacket for work there the other day. I fucking do today because it's fucking freezing and it's pissing cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of changeable yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And she came into the office anyway, she was after walking down to the office. And again, the anxiety was up because she walked past the lad um, and she was wearing a jacket and he mm-hmm. wasn't. I was like, well, okay, well, what? What was the thought process behind that? I've got, oh, well, what do you think of me there? And I was what the fuck is your one doing with a jacket on her? You know, the fucking sun splitting the trees here. Mm-hmm. So it's that, well, what did that person think of me? How did I look to that person? And I said, okay, well, that's that's one possible scenario. I said, I look out that window there. Uh, so as, as the window I was looking at, and there was black clouds off in the distance. I said, it's also equally possible that he's going, oh, fuck, looks like it's going to piss rain. Should have brought me jacket like she did. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the big thing uh, I think I think I mentioned it on um, uh, I think I mentioned on the, another podcast is, and this is a particular one for for uh, people with social anxiety. And I often say to clients, I say, "Look, you're you're paying me to tell you this. You're not that fucking important. <laughs> <laughs> you don't matter. <laughs> you will not exist in that person's head after they've walked past you. Mm. No more than he will exist in yours." Mm-hmm. But for people with social anxiety, this is it. Yeah. This is how to perceive that everyone is watching, everyone is judging them. And then I come along and go, you're not that fucking important. 
mm. because the majority of people are so self-involved and self-absorbed in their own thoughts about what you think about them that they don't they don't notice what you're doing mm. or how you are. Yeah. So how do you treat your social anxiety? Um, challenging Purely from not. a social point of view, you know. Yeah, but from a, from a social point of view, um, well, one one thing that doesn't work, uh, and this this needs to be said, so obviously do do the opposite of it, is avoidance. Avoidance doesn't work. Mm. It just increases the anxiety. But at the same time, do do we not all all suffer with a little bit of it every so often by going, ah, look, I'm fuck it, no, I'm not going to, I'm not in the humour and I'm, you know, I don't have the energy to go out, therefore I, I'll i be no crack, you know, and nobody will want to chat to me because, you know, <laughs> we've often been out and you get stuck with some mm. miserable fucker who goes, ah, did you hear somebody was killed on the roundabout? And like, oh, Jesus Christ, they yeah, came out yeah. for a laugh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you go, yeah, that's yeah. shocking. And then you do, you leave them, you kind of abandon them when you go over yeah. to yeah, but somebody not, who not is having a mood for something, or whatever, you know? Being, yeah, not being in the mood for something, that's that's another kind of thing. But, you know, with the avoidance and uh, what, that, what that does is it prevents then habituation. So when we do something over and over, then it becomes habitual and, and we habituate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what I'd say to the clients is that, so your brain learns, oh, well, actually, this isn't too bad. Um, for um, um, for the majority of people with anxiety, it's a, you know, I mentioned it on the anxiety episode, it's, it's an overestimation of a threat and an underestimation of uh, our ability to deal with it. So we imagine something's going to be worse than it is mm. and that we couldn't possibly deal with it. Um, and when we habituate, when we put ourselves into those things, so what we get is with, with the cycle of avoidance, with the cycle of anxiety, is, you know, you get your you get your trigger for anxiety. Mm. Obviously, you get all your physiological symptoms. So like that, you know, going to the pub, you start feeling anxious about going to the pub. You get all those unpleasant feelings. Um and so you decide not to go out. That feels good, doesn't it? Because the symptoms go away. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it's just going to make the anxiety worse the next time. You're just mm. kicking the can down the road. Yeah. So what we need what we need to do with with the habituation is we put ourselves in a position um, that we learn. Oh, that was very uncomfortable, but it was okay. Mm. And that kind of repetition then that the more we do it, you know, I, I remember I had a client before, you know, couldn't, couldn't go into shops, you know, you know, near panic attacks, going on an escalator, getting in an elevator, stuff like that. Um, mm. And we worked through a lot of it and we worked through a lot of, very much a lot of low self-esteem around the, 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 the anxiety. And I got to the point one day where she came in, she's like, oh, I was there the other day and I couldn't even remember if I went to the shop to get bread. Mm. Did I get bread? Oh, no, no, I did. She'd been in the shop and she forgot. Yeah, it wasn't a big thing anymore, yeah. yeah it wasn't a big thing mm. anymore because our brain has to work off experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it exists in your skull. It only knows what it takes in through your organs and through the senses. So when you put yourself in that, your brain your brain is telling you, your mind is telling you, oh, that's going to be fucking horrible. We, you know, we won't be able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then you do it. And it's, oh, this is uncomfortable. Well, if you have someone there that's going to help you to emotionally regulate, it's okay, a few deep breaths. Okay. This is okay. We can leave anytime you want. Let's just mm. stay here for another five seconds. Let's just see if we can tolerate it that much. 
and you did fucking brilliant well done yeah. you know you did you did a great job there is, is that the important thing to know as well because you know, we spoke to Connor about it Connor Harris um, about addiction uh, a couple of episodes ago and you know he was saying the important thing for him when he goes out is to know he can mm. leave at any time is that important for anybody with social anxiety to know that I can go whenever I want yeah but see this is where two different parts of the brain uh, can make it very complicated for them so remember I was saying about the you know sonic hold down or press mm-hmm. the button and you're spinning in space so you, you trigger the fight or flight you're triggered for you're triggered for mobilisation and very often for people with, that, with anxiety and social anxiety standing in a queue is fucking very very difficult for them okay um, so on one hand you know you've got this kind of thing of oh maybe people are judging me or people are looking at me going just what you want wearing or you know stuff like this and you feel this charge of anxiety and your your body's telling you to mobilise you know f- your body's telling you fight or flight but the social part of your brain is going you can't because people are going to think you're a fucking weirdo if you just run out of the place mm-hmm. and that perpetuates the anxiety oh, you start okay, feeling yeah, yeah. even more anxious oh, I get so on one, on one your primitive part the primitive part of your brain is saying get the fuck out of here and your social brain is telling you they're going to think you're a weirdo mm-hmm so what do you do? You know, you you start with the breaths, obviously. Yeah, you know. so you start to be able to emotionally regulate. And what, you know, what I'd say to, um, what I'd say to clients is, well, what's, you know, what's the minimum amount? What's, you know, if it's, well, I can't go to the shop. Okay, well, what is it? Well, can you go into the shop and just walk around and just walk straight back out? Can you, you know, what's, you make it manageable. Mm-hmm. You baby step it. What's the least amount that you could do that you'd be happy with, that you can say, well, you know what? I walked to the shop the other day. Mm. That was something. That's something I haven't been able to do. Okay, you don't need to go into it. Don't need to go into the shop yet. But let's let your brain know that it's okay to walk to and from the shop. And then, okay, with that, you know, our brain then, so that, that habituation, your brain learns, oh, this isn't so bad. Mm. We, can, we can manage this. And then, you know, well, let's try going into the shop. Or... Let's just maybe use the ATM in the shop or, you know, something like that. Mm. that yeah, the brain learns this is okay. Because with the avoidance, we never get that. Okay. So, and then you're stuck with those thought patterns that it's going to be really bad and you couldn't survive it and mm. it's going to be worse. And then what that can do then is that can perpetuate the low self-esteem and fucking shit, I can't even go into the shop, buy a fucking bottle of water like a normal person and... Mm. What you do then, you kick the fucking shit out of yourself, you're less likely to go to the shop, you lose your confidence, and then that just, then you can't even leave the house, and then, you know, it can just snowball, snowball from there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So baby steps. Baby Take a steps. bit by yeah, bit. Yeah. Let, let mm. your brain know that it's okay. Keep yourself, you know, wet spaghetti, relaxed body state. If it helps starting off, go somewhere with someone that feels safe, someone that can emotionally regulate someone that's not going to say well you may just get fucking over it now yeah cop sake, this is fucking ridiculous like, <laughs> fucking you know that's re- probably not going to help no probably at not at all you know you're <laughs> in a stressed anxious state and now they're in an even more stressed or anxious state mm. you know so softer calmer mm-hmm. keep that person in a relaxed state so they help they'll pick up on your social cues well you know, he's not rushing. He's walking at a slow pace. You know, it's okay. Relax. It's all right. We need to slow down. That's okay. You know, no, no. Oh, here, so look at this. Oh, look at this joke here in, the, in this window here. Like, you know, that, mm-hmm. that distraction can help. You know, just 
having someone safe or even imagining someone safe can mm-hmm. be enough to to help you to to calm down the wet spaghetti the breaths the emphasis on the out breath uh, challenging the thoughts when you're in a more relaxed state um, mm. and you know if if you're able to think clearly at the time of go of asking yourself okay what am i feeling anxious about here i'm going to feel anxious about you know falling on my face um, and I've said to clients like, you know has that, anything ever like that ever happened or have you ever seen anything like that happen oh yeah I seen someone fall in there one time okay and what happened oh, a load of people rushed over to help them and lifted them up oh so actually people are usually very good to help people if mm-hmm. anything and they don't usually just walk around standing staring laughing and pointing at them mm-hmm. actually people will more often than not they'll help you up if that ever did happen. Right, that was Straight Talking Social Anxiety. We hope you like what you heard. If so, give us a rating, subscribe, leave a comment, or if you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast, by all means, share it with them on your social media. It could make a big difference in their lives. And as well as that, we'd love to hear from you. If there's anything you want us to cover or discuss, uh, if you've got a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by email, hello at semhpodcast.com. Get us on Twitter at SERA Talking Pod. And we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. And whenever you're on our website or you're on um, what's our website uh, stmhpodcast.com forgot to mention that anyway uh, or if you're on Twitter or if you're on Facebook and Instagram you'll notice that our graphics look really cool our posts are really professional so it's not us doing it basically it's not <laughs> us designing it as you can tell I'm sure um, big shout to Aideen from digitaldesignlab.ie she's amazing at graphics um websites, social media, all that kind of stuff. Give her a shout and she'll sort you out. Digitaldesignlab.ie for all your graphics, web, social media needs. And you'll hear the music as well. That's from Fiona Bryan, producer extraordinaire. And he is an incredible producer, beat maker. Get him on Facebook at FOBBs. If you're a singer, rapper, whatever, he'll sort you out. Uh, Right, Mr. Clark, last word with you, dude, on social anxiety. Give us an alternative I can see you rolling your eyes here trying to think in your upper it's cortex. Ages. It's been ages since it's been on me, man. We've had everyone else on, so I was like, I fucking forgot all about it. Uh, be wet spaghetti. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>